Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Guazala, and I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But if you're listening to this particular episode, that's good for you because the ceremony, as of when this drops, is happening tomorrow. So you're in the right place. Oh, this is our day before episode? This is day before. Who's that talking? It's a skeptic. It's the voice of the people. It's my co-host with me, as always, Kristen Sutter. Hi, Kristen. Hello, hello. When this drops, I will be on the ground in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, and and perhaps if you're listening to this right when it drops, come to our live show at Hilarities in <laughs> Cleveland on the on the 29th because uh, we are going to have we have a very fun show planned for Induction Eve. But uh, let's bring in our guest. Very excited to have him here with us today. Music and culture writer for Vulture. And I have to say, even though he might be a little embarrassed, nominee for a Pulitzer this year, Craig Jenkins. Hi, Craig. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Is this our first ever Pulitzer nominee on the show? You know, I don't know the <laughs> I don't know the full list uh, for every year, but I just feel uh, like you would have come up in someone's intro. You maybe. know, we've had some very talented writers on the show before, so I I wouldn't say wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. But Craig, you're the first one that I know of to have been on our show, and I can say that with full confidence. <laughs> That's cool. That that works. Blazing new trails here. Uh. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. Now, Craig, first things first, I got to know, I mean, you write about music for a living. Uh, what is your reference level for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, an institution that is peripheral for most people at best? I am familiar, but not an expert. Familiar enough to have complaints about who does and doesn't get in, uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily to know the stats. I will be right. deferring to you a bunch. Please. Yeah, that's what that's mostly my function here is to uh, be a numbers machine. Yeah, human encyclopedia of the hall. I feel like that seems to be a pretty average baseline. Most people who care about music know enough about the hall to have gripes with it. Yeah, that's that's the uh, prevalent sentiment for most people is it sucks. And, And from every angle. If you're a metalhead, if you care about uh, women, <laughs> if you, you know, yeah. there's all, all sorts of angles that you there's can like at the, rock the only way that you really might think it's very good is if you are a white male boomer, you might be like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> is good. Yeah, and if Eric, I like if Eric it. Clapton is your favorite artist, then you might. If be you like, are one of those guys, also, <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. And that and that sometimes turns. You know, you, if you're not in, you're like, well, this is a conspiracy. 
And then you get in, you're like, this is one of the greatest institutions uh, that our society has. Yeah, it's like really the hall is they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. They can't really do, they can't please all the people. Mm-mm. They make Jan happy though. For the most part, but you know, yeah. still Kiss got in. I'm sure he Kiss wasn't. Bon Jovi, in. he wasn't thrilled. And, and yet Jan lives over <laughs> his dead body and yet he yet survived he, it. Well, you, I mean, you mentioned people who aren't in as, as something that maybe annoys you. Are there any that come to mind off the top of the head? And we, and we say this to you while you are wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. So <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. That may be one. Yeah, that may be one. Yeah, uh, most great metal bands. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll offer that. Yeah, right. Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, to name two godfathers. Also, a lot of rappers. It, I mean, they're starting to work on that, but... You know, progress could move quicker. Oh, yeah. Some might say the fact that LL Cool J is getting in this year through the side door is uh, this trepidatious. There's a lot happening with regard to just representation and snubs. They're trying this year, but boy, oh, boy. So, like I said, this episode is dropping the day before the induction ceremony in Cleveland at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, October 30th. And uh, it has been a long time coming. There has not been a live induction ceremony since 2019 when we went. That would have been in like March of 2019. So it's, it's, been, it's been some time, obviously, because of the pandemic. How we're, long was the ceremony that we went to in 2019? Five hours? I think so. Yeah, five hours okay. and cut down to three in the edit, which okay. is, I think, about standard. I bet it's going to be longer this year. You're mentally it's... preparing? <laughs> I am. I've forgotten. I've locked it out in my head just how long we were there for. Well, you know, I'm curious. Last year, they had a virtual ceremony, almost like documentary style induction ceremony, which from all accounts was a success. People how seem long was to, that? Was that two hours? And that two was and two hours? hours coming in at a at a short and sweet two hours for the rock call. Craig, did you see the uh, the ceremony last year that was kind of like a, a documentary? I missed last year's. I don't remember much of the 2020. It's all about staring at walls and playing video games, blackout <laughs> curtains, and you know silence. The most I remember is the PlayStation uh, home screen music. <laughs> induct that's, that induct that yes. exactly it that's is, a major uh, that snub. is one of the most listened to uh pieces of music out right now oh yeah in, <laughs> in the world well last year because they couldn't do the ceremony in person instead of delaying it they opted to send camera crews to people's mansions and focus mostly on these documentary packages that the hall has done for a long time, but they really extended them. So each inductee, whether it was T-Rex or or Biggie or Nine Inch Nails, it was mostly like you were watching a little film on them and then they accepted and then, you, you know, there's no performance aspect. And then you're watching like Depeche Mode in a Zoom room, giving each other <laughs> shit. And it's actually quite cute. Like Charming. Importantly, yeah. they got in Nails and Depeche Mode. That was... At the same time. Yes. And we were deprived of a live performance because I feel like they both would have performed. Absolutely. That's too bad. Uh, I did suggest to Joel Gallen, who directed that ceremony, is directing the ceremony, that he should incorporate someone from last year this year, given that we didn't get to have a live performance. I don't know if... You don't know if your suggestion went straight. I mean, you were right at the top. You had the ear of the the person in charge. The people making, making the choices. So as, kind of as we talk about what to expect, you know, there are really only three active bands from last year because we had Biggie and Whitney and T-Rex, who obviously are not uh, around anymore. But we had 
Doobie Brothers, Nine Inch Nails, and Depeche Mode. Those are the three kind of in play if they were going to do something like that. And I would say since it's Cleveland this year, Nine Inch Nails would be the most most likely. I also am like, what are you doing suggesting them put another person on this fucking show? This was before I knew there would be 13 inductees. Okay. There's so many. But, you know, I have heard that given how the ceremony last year went over so well that they're going to incorporate elements of that into the live show. I'm curious how that will go down. I just know, I remember when we talked to Allison Elwood, who's doing the Go-Go's film, she said the cut she was delivering was eight minutes, which is longer than they do at the live shows. Usually it's like- I wonder if this is going to mean that speeches are going to be just absolutely limited or maybe some of them pre-recorded, just because it's the only way you can account for- Wow. Yeah. To hear myself deep analysis with such authority on this, it really it's it's deeply upsetting. Uh, Okay, because as I mentioned, the ceremonies in person are just egregiously long. And I think that if they do some pre-recorded or like pre-taped acceptances and speeches, I think that will maybe give us more time for the like more fancy packages and like little documentaries and things like that. Then they'll give everybody what maybe they'll give people less songs and I, th- I think it's possible that some of this like pre-recorded stuff we might not see at the live ceremony, but they put in the edit. You really think so? Like they'll show possible. us the three minute version or they'll just be like, and here's where we would show that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm just thinking about if they want to incorporate more video, but they also need to produce a live ceremony that isn't nine hours long. That's an option for them in post is to, to put it together. I've heard about fixing things in post. I've heard that phrase. I'm familiar. I don't imagine that there's going to be things that were pre-recorded that they, that they don't, don't show us. In the like live, right. especially if they're clip packages and things like that. I can't imagine them okay. holding that. Maybe if there's some sort of weird product placement or something that they want to put in the actual show. Put in a and spread they spare, commercial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They spare us that, then maybe, but I can't imagine. Okay, so I'm going to pose this question about the the ceremony, kind of the rundown, and I will remind everyone here who's being inducted. I would say we kind of know who the headliner is going to be, but I'm curious who you guys think might be a good opener. And just as a reminder, the inductees this year are Foo Fighters, Carol King, Jay-Z, Tina Turner, LL Cool J, Todd Rundgren, The Go-Go's, and then we've got the side categories, which were not going to be the openers, but Clarence mm-hmm. Avant, Charlie Patton, Gil Scott Heron, Kraftwerk, Billy Preston, and Randy Rhodes. Foo Fighters Foo are Fighters going close. to close. I think that's a given. They, they got McCartney. <laughs> they have to close, don't they? Right. I, yeah, exactly. McCartney is going to be doing the speech for... Wait, Paul McCartney is inducting the Foo Fight? I see. I'm sorry, everybody. I have purposely oh, tried to I stay away. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I stayed, <laughs> I stayed away from all news about this. The only things that I knew were that Taylor Swift and Paul McCartney were going to be there or like that they're on the list, which makes me think that a lot of my big, wild, hopeful predictions for the Jay-Z and Tina inductors are because the names that I was hoping for were on the Oprah Obama level. And I feel like if Oprah or Obama were going to be there, they would go above Taylor Swift and Paul McCartney in the headlines. So not I was... everything has been announced yet. Though. Okay. 
So yeah, I, I, but I will, I will say if, that. They, if there was even a whisper of Oprah, do you think there's a whisper, Joe? If I'm going galaxy brain here for security clearance purposes, I don't think you say that Obama is going to be there. If he's going to be there, I don't oh think Obama's going to be there. He's not going to go to Cleveland. <laughs> even he's just not going to do it. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> anyway, Craig, who do you think could open this this ceremony? If I'm being honest, and I love the guy, it's got to be Rundgren. I think like he's not he's coming. Got a, uh, wait. Todd Rundgren has publicly declared that he would rather be in Cincinnati. Is that where it is? Columbus? He's, he's in be, one he's of the other be, C cities in he's Ohio. Be in Cincinnati. I missed that detail and now I'm deeply disappointed. And he's doing the troll move of going to Cincinnati and doing a show there in state the same night as the ceremony. That was going to be a major draw for me. That's my guy. Todd's great. That's the thing is like, this could have been a really cool thing for him. I think he's kind of stuck in this cranky rock star attitude it's kind of earned like he made classics and he's not been as much in the conversation as other you know artists who maybe he even he produced for back in the 70s and stuff i feel like that stuff's slipping through the cracks like his specific legacy and i wish that he wanted to be more present for this but i get it he's delightfully crabby nowadays it's hilarious did you hear what he said about kanye Wait, oh yeah <laughs> as a musician he's a shoe designer i think is one of the pull yeah. quotes he had a lot Call to say about dilettante. kanye i love that dilettante, Ooh, yes. it's, like it's, it's not true but it's like if you're gonna go for it go for it right <laughs> also the true todd fan of you to to say like you know what that's his right as a avant-garde <laughs> rock star. That's honestly the most rock move you could do is to not show up for the rock hall. I love that. Like, you know, it does me no favors because I wanted to see a perform. I wanted to see another band try. I don't know. I'm just uh, surprised, I guess, but also not disappointed, but not surprised. That is that seems to be the Todd Head consensus. And we've kind of learned that there won't even be a tribute performance. Oh, really? Like they could have called so many people. I know. It's just they... like he's alive and still performing his own music on that same night. I think doing a tribute performance would be freaking weird. And who would do it? I think there's some options. I think about like some of the people he's worked with that are like kind of cool right now, like Tame Impala or like the Lemon Twigs or why not Trent Reznor? I mean, there's somebody I just who... mean like with him just a few hours away performing those same songs. It seems very yeah. weird. Usually if there's a tribute performance for someone who is alive is because they like can't perform anymore, like Linda Ronstadt. Or they choose not to perform, but are still there. Like Madonna was there, but she didn't perform, but the Stooges performed. I wish they had done that for Janet. Like if they couldn't give her everything she wanted, then they could have, you know what I mean? Like had Janelle Monet perform. Exactly. Like yeah. I really, I would have enjoyed that. Now there will be a speech for Todd, but it, we've also through the rumor mill discovered that that is also going to be pre-recorded, which I just think about like a pre-recorded speech. It's going to be really short, probably like last year, but it's going to be by someone who he had produced for. And I'm thinking Patti Smith could mm. be cool. Roy Traken reminded us that she reviewed A Wizard of True Star in Rolling Stone when it came out. How do I not know that? <laughs> yeah, right. it's weird. It was news to me as well. As someone who has like written about Todd before and is like a big name, that seems like a, a likely one. Mm -hmm. Now, if I had to pick an I, opener, I, I'll tell you who I think it's going to yeah, please. Open. And I think we've maybe talked about this on the show before. I think it will almost for sure be the Go-Go's because they have that big band energy. They're very fun band mm -hmm. and to open and close with like a full band. I feel like that feels really good. You open the ceremony on We Got the Beat. I think yep. that is like, boom, 
the show has begun. I hope that they are the openers just to kick the ceremony off right. Because you've got these bookends of these two big, fun, rock and roll. Still active. Still active bands. And I think their songs are so fun and so popular. I think it's a very good move. Craig, thoughts on the Go-Go's? I mean, some classics. I maybe, is it like a little blasphemous to say that I maybe like Belinda Carlisle solo stuff better than I, I listen to more of that than I listen to the actual Go-Go's lately. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, well, what's the album? Uh, Beauty and the Beat. Her album. Um, he- Heaven is a Place on Earth. Yes. Heaven on Earth. Personal classic. Absolutely. Um, I, I do. I do love a lot of Go-Go stuff. It's just like, I haven't been into it recently. I mean, now's the time. Now's the time to get back now's in. Now's the time. It is. This is. I should be listening to it this week. Are you going to the ceremony, Craig? I will be in the house. <laughs> you'll be in. You'll be in your house. You know, I'll try to watch though. Like, how often do you see like all these people? I, you know, just like I want to see Dave in there twice. That's a uh, girl. Yes. <laughs> mentioned who that was yeah music when you say dave just dave that usually means matthew if you <laughs> True. The, the, i'm so far away from my crunchy college roots that i forgot that that's what that means yeah <laughs> you know maybe with the second induction we can finally give the dave first name only crown to girl you know what? I want to see Dave in there twice. I want to see with the Dave Matthews band. And then I just want to see Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds in as a duo. Oh, as well. that's, that's what I would like. Uh, so okay, actual Dave fandom happening here. Who, do people still talk about the Tim Reynolds album? The live at Luther College? I hope not. I, I just, I pulled that from deep within myself. And now everyone knows. I am having flashbacks. But when Dave Matthews band gets inducted, I do think it's a when. Tim Reynolds will be included because he is a member of that band. So, oh, really? Yeah. He was like an unofficial, like, friend of the band, but then I think fully joined at some point. And when they were nominated last year, he was included in the list of members. How long do you think it takes the Dave Matthews band to actually get in? I want I it to be longer be a long than time. it. I, I think want it to be longer be... than it actually will be. I think it'll be shorter than I'm hoping for, which is like, you I really do. I don't want to. I don't want to see it in the next 20 years, but I, I think it's going to be 15 to 20 years. I think it's going to be a long time, if at all. I hope it's soon. So I have an excuse to write about Dave Matthews band. I never want to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to write about them for Vulture because of the rock hall, because they won the fan vote and then didn't get in, which was the first time that that had happened. And maybe, I don't know, I'm hesitating to say it necessitated a write-up of why that happened and, and why it can't happen. Good lore. Yeah. (laughs) But I would say, you know, the Go-Go's, I'm going to say every artist is probably playing three songs. I think it's pretty obvious. It'll be, we got the beat vacation and our lips are sealed in that order would be the prediction I would throw out there. And the inductor, and it's someone that we predicted on our Go-Go's episode is going to be Drew Barrymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Why did we predict that? Because she is. She, <laughs> what, she has is it been. Is a never been kissed soundtrack. She, she's been on. on? The, she's been on the record as a GoGo's fan, and like having their poster on her wall was very inspiring to her as a young girl. And she's just been an outspoken GoGo's fan for a long time. So then, will Drew be in the building? Is that what we're meant to believe? I believe so. That's what they're implying. Unless wow. these are all going to be. Well, I'm, ju- I'm curious. I do think that some of these are going to be like surprise. It's just a freaking video message from. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. Drew like, from the know. set of her wild ass talk show. From Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, especially if we're getting in the mindset of a 
live show producer, they are going to try to get as many of these. I would say the ones oh, they, they should. Yeah. The ones that they have promoted, like the ones that are in the press release are going to be there. Taylor on the ground. I think so. <laughs> I mean, so I could see them getting the Todd stuff out of the way early. That would also be my prediction. It's like they open big with the Go-Go's have like the band just plays first almost. Yes. Kind the of ba- thing they, like the, yeah. The band first, plays then the first, then then Drew does her little lispy fun thing. And <laughs> then the Go-Go's get up and they each say thank you very fast. And, and that will and, be one where I think all of them will speak. I know in the, yes. in the past few years, we've seen just kind of like the main representative but I don't see the Go-Go's as being that type of band. Especially after having watched that documentary. No, they never said Belinda is our spokesperson. <laughs> like, right. I don't think they would let that happen. But I also do think that they're going to go over what they're meant to do. It's like, I bet oh, yeah. five, over time. Yeah. Five ladies are probably going to speak 10 minutes apiece. Like Whoa, Joe <laughs> with the gendered. <laughs> you know how women just can't shut up, give them a microphone. <laughs> they won't. Uh, Not what I said for the record. You said five women they're gonna I go meant, over i meant the emphasis on five. Oh god like, and don't let them drive to the ceremony either <laughs> that's what Christ. he said wow wow rewind uh, the tape wow. Wow. run it back that's exactly i've got it <laughs> on tape emphasis on five the idea that there's five of them talking is is going to i heard what you said joe i heard aye, it aye, aye. Aye, aye, um, but yeah i do think that they're gonna go over i just also think they probably i think that this means a lot to them and because you know the documentary kind of ended that way and i i think it'll be nice but hopefully it won't go too too long but it's at the beginning of the night so we won't even be bored yet but right. so that'll be fine so and they're move. all interesting Produ- producing wise. people yes um, and i think you do a, one Rundgren, of the blah, 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 lower blah. you do yeah. the tide run again uh, do you think that he's just gonna accept like it'll just be an acceptance video no speech uh no induction speech or is there someone on the list that I haven't looked at? I don't I mean, know the list. No, so they, <laughs> they have announced no one for Todd. Again, I think like Patty Smith is my guess for like an intro video, just saying Todd is great. I like Todd, blah, blah, blah. And then a package and then nothing else. Oh, okay. Because he wanted to be like live satellite feed from three hours away. It's me from the stage of my concert that I'd rather be at. Yeah, he offered, apparently award. he offered to do that. I don't think that that's going to happen. They should have taken it. I would watch that. But they said, <laughs> I think it was like the money that it would take to set up a fucking satellite feed, put it in, you know what I mean? For a thing that he could have actually just been at. Or pre-recorded. Like, why does it matter that it's live? Well, I think it would be cool if it was live and all the people who are in the audience at his show in Cincinnati would be like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That That's could be cool. my impression of a crowd of Todd fans. Thank you. <laughs> I would say next who I would put is LL Cool J. Well, because they have to put him before Jay-Z. No matter, yeah, like, I mean. In a million ways. I'm just thinking about like, I could see this being structured in a way of like person who's present, person we're not spending a lot of time on, person who's present, person we're not spending a lot of time on. Mm-hmm. And to me, like LL fits in there. Now, do we know anything about the LL? LL universe? Cool J is being inducted. And listen, there were there were a By lot of Ellen candidates. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> no, who? Yeah, we're going full daytime on exactly. every inductor. We've got Kelly Clarkson in the mix. We've yeah. got, uh, no, there were a lot of options for LL Cool J. It's the Anaconda. Yeah, yeah the, exactly. the, the shark from Deep Blue Sea. The, uh, no, it is going to be Dr. Dre. Great. That's great. It like fully flips the coast in terms of like what you would expect. 
Because we yeah, were, I'm we shocked about it. But I, I'm shocked for a number of reasons. But I feel like Dre is back in the mix big time with the Super Bowl stuff and everything, too. Wait, I think I just had like a Berenstein Berenstein moment where I thought that LL was in Anaconda. But it was not him at he all. He was in. He's in Deep Blue Sea, right? He's in Deep, he's in Blue, Deep Sea. Blue Sea. Who's in Anaconda? Ice it's, Cube. It's Ice Cube, I think. Ice Cube is I'm in Anaconda. To know that. Yeah, that's the, that was the Mandela effect right there. <laughs> yes, memories from a different reality. In bad as a genie, that kind of Shazam moment. Sorry, my brain just melted. <laughs> anyway, Mike, Michael Myers from Halloween H2O will be inducting LL Cool J. Actually, it's Dr. Phil is going to be inducting LL Cool J. <laughs> it's all daytime talked. Taylor um, Swift will be. <laughs> Taylor Swift is yeah, going to be right. a guest on so, Ellen that day. With Dre, it is interesting because Dre is West Coast. You know, you, you think mm-hmm. of Dre and you, you think of West Coast hip hop and you think of LL, you think Queens, you think of New York. Also, there's like almost a decade between them, like when they start. Yeah. Dre's a, well, Dre's a solo artist. Okay, Dre was there in the 80s, but like, I didn't know who that was. I think it's cool to have someone from an opposite coast, though, just because it like, it's not just uh, your... Would you say it squashes the beef finally once and for all between the two coasts? Is that... <laughs> I'm is this, on record is the rock as saying Rock bringing it. peace? But I think it's maybe a little more meaningful or like unexpected. If it's the same coast, it's just like, yeah, you're rooting for the home team. It's like, of course, if we saw Run DMC do this induction or we saw Ad Rock or Mike D or Rick Rubin or anybody that was kind of in the camp that, you know, that that's cool. But Dre is an interesting choice. Yeah, I'm curious. Does Dre have something coming out, though? I'm just like, I feel like he also must have something to promote in some way. Just him being like the center of that Super Bowl poster and now coming to do this Rock Hall induction, it feels very much like he has something to promote. And that is cynical capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, you never know with him. Like, he mostly doesn't drop anything at all. So, like, there's no expectation, but also there's no expectation Joe seems like he knows something. What? Well, I just, you know, I hadn't done this yet, but I looked up if they've collaborated and there is a song called Zoom. From the Bullworth soundtrack. Okay, I was like, it's called Zoom. It's from the year 2020. It's a celebration of our new world. No, it was prescient. You know, I just was thinking about the Bullworth soundtrack last week. That's really funny. It's weird that they would get Dre and not Snoop, who is actually like sort of a Def Jam guy now, like recently this year. Okay. You know, Um, maybe you put that together. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's a little bit of like, Dre had to have been influenced by LL on some level. Yeah, well, everyone on some level. But, you know, what if the logic is just like, who is the biggest person that was active before 1990 that we can get? And it's like dead obvious that Dr. Dre should be it. I think that's also a good angle to look at it from. He is the biggest person who's still, like, he's still such a big name and he's active and kind of a contemporary. Dr. Dre and LL Cool J have recorded more than 40 songs together that are unreleased. What? Um, it's oh, here. and then this is what's going to happen. Come November 1st, baby, they're releasing them all. There's going to be a documentary and a fucking tour. I can feel it. It's happening. There's something going on. I'm telling you, Dre has something to give us soon. He's amping up. He's getting back in the public. He's getting in the spotlight again. Something's happening. I'm surprised. You know, like when they announced that, that Super Bowl thing, I was of two minds. And the one was that, okay, it's clearly Jay-Z is trying to show us that he's 
actually making moves behind the scenes is in his capacity that he's working with the NFL. And he's like, all right, let's just get like a bunch of hip hop artists on here. Usually when someone books the Super Bowl, you can sort of bet that something is coming out. But this time I was like, what if it's just like Dre sitting around and, and Jay called him? I don't know. But he could be dropping something. Suddenly, I'm, I'm very concerned. <laughs> As a music critic, that's what just happened. Is my brain just went through like a terror spiral. <laughs> so I, I think it could be interesting. And I think LL will, will absolutely perform. Whether Dre joins him or not, I would say this is a performance where you could see a lot of guests showing up, like the people I mentioned before. And I know I've, I've seen the LL's has a Kennedy Center honors and Queen Latifah and Daryl McDaniels. They were all on board doing his songs, but LL is definitely going to perform. I think Mama's Knock You Out is a given. The other two or so songs kind of up will, in the air. Will be a lip sync battle. After that, he'll have two <laughs> other stars come on and they will do a lip sync battle to his songs. I could see a medley of sorts making sense for LL. Yeah, I feel like you could do a medley like from the start of his career all the way through. He's got to do some early 80s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to do I Need Love. He's going to do... I think something like I Need a Beat being like I need the a first beat, single... Yeah. From Def I would Jam. bet on radio, though. I can't yeah, live without my radio. I can't radio. live without radio. That's another one. I think that we're going to get a whole retrospective. And I think that that's how they're going to... Because what is he getting? Musical excellence? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a full-on medley. I think we're going to get some guests... I think it's going to be very exciting. I'm, now I'm getting very excited. Rappers <laughs> of a certain age love a medley. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, right. fans of a certain age love to watch a medley. I'm like, I would enjoy <laughs> to watch your entire career, all hits, just and, and only the hook over and over again. Yes, do it. Let's watch that. I hope that's what they do. Yeah, there's a lot to choose from. I think some nod to the early, early days and then Mamas and Knock You Out. And then maybe, you know, maybe something post- Mamas and knock you out, doing it, lounging, something like that. You will not perform anything after 2000. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> what did he make after 2000? Imagine, like, imagine he just gets up and does like, what's that phenomenon song? Right. Oh, yeah. Or like the, the j That's like one of the better ones from the later years. Headsprung. Oh, yuck. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the, the 2000s catalog. It got kind of dicey. Still a legend. And still, you know, the, the the, some of those songs <laughs> charted, but uh, yeah, uh, not really sticking around. And that's kind of for a reason. No. But Some of them charted. Yeah. I mean, the, the one with J-Lo. Oh, so I said charted. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> some of them charted. Some of them charted. Chart or chart. It's a new category on the on the show. Uh, who, if, okay, this is just a fun little thought experiment. If they did do doing it, who comes out for the, the gal part? Well, we know Taylor Swift is going to be in the house. So. <laughs> oh, dear. We know Carol King is in the building. Yeah, exactly. We got Carol on. on. We know we that Alicia Keys will be go there for sure. We have all five go go's. Yeah. I, yeah, what a way to respect the historic amount of women being inducted this year. Go go will do one line. LOL. Oh, LOLL, Cool J. Um, okay. I feel like, though, if Mary was around, she might come That would be out. very cool. Yeah. Like, that'd be fun. I also think they would put that in the press release, but I, there are going to be surprises. So who's who's to say? There's always an and more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's true. There's also probably people that they have not confirmed yet, which- yes. I, I would bet on. So there's still a lot more of the ceremony to talk about. Before we do that, why don't we take a quick break and then we will come back with more what to expect from the 2021 Rock Hall Ceremony. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you had a nice little break. We hope over your break, you kept it tight. All right. We left off at LL Cool J thinking of who's going to have a performance, who's not on and off with the side categories too. They have announced who's going to induct Clarence Avon. They have? Who? In the non-performer category. This is once again an Obama. <laughs> I'm like, who? It's not Pharrell. It's not Pharrell. It's not Pharrell? Okay. The thing is, we watched The Black Godfather. Have you seen that documentary, Craig? I watched it, yeah. Um, when I, I interviewed Pharrell around that, so I had to look at that. Fantastic conversation. <laughs> and that's a fantastic documentary. And I but, loved like, it. If you are watching that to determine who could potentially induct him, you're looking at like 50 of the like most famous <laughs> Black performers of the past several decades. They all love him and have a lot to say. You know, it could be Jamie Foxx. It could be Barack Obama. It oh, could be no. Paul- <laughs> like, you're setting me up for a fall. I'm really going to be bummed, aren't I? Or am I going to be excited? Lionel Richie. Okay. Hello. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's going to be Lionel Richie. That's like middling to me. That's fine. I, I'm not upset about it. I think that's not for me. I recognize that that's, <laughs> that's for others. And there will be many people who are very happy about that. And I like it just fine. Does it cause a butterfly in my stomach? It does. I should be, I guess, maybe excited about that. I don't know. I grew up around a lot of that music in the eighties, but yeah, like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's okay. It's nice. I'm sure that that will make some people very happy, but me personally, I am not dancing on the ceiling. Hey, <laughs> about it. I'm kind of surprised Clarence Avon is getting a speech just because there's so many of these like side categories. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Does that mean a, a lot of people are going to get a speech even? Not from what I can tell. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. The Paul McCartney is not, in, is he not doing Billy Preston as well? I just thought about that a second ago also. Like, no, the- I mean, like, there's no indication of that. There's another Beatle around somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> We've two still. With Lionel, and it's interesting also because I don't think, like, Lionel's going to perform for Clarence because he was not... I don't, oh, yeah, just- yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that Clarence should get a performance as well. That would be, <laughs> I mean, sometimes like, truly not- wild. I think Clarence sometimes- should perform. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> the non-performers do get a, a performance. Like, Usher did Rock With You for Quincy Jones. Wait, but Quincy Jones was also a musician and a producer. Right. Like Clarence Avon, he's a connector. He's a people's right. person. And I think also, he's an executive. Like, if Bill Withers was still alive and he was giving the speech, I could see Bill Withers playing a song because he was on Clarence's label. Yes, and he's the big breakthrough. Yes, but like Lionel was not on Clarence's label. So just kind of playing a song doesn't fully make any sense in terms of honoring Clarence's work. Yeah, I- Unless I'm- he plays- lean on me that could totally happen if anyone was gonna cover that song i could see there definitely being this sort of here's a popular musician from the 80s doing a popular song from the 80s i also think i'm always pitching songs for the jam mm-hmm. <laughs> lean, lean on, on me, me is a great is jam a song. great song for the jam it's a good pitch and <laughs> there i i've said it and i i stand with it i stand behind my pitch i've heard it a million times and i'm numb to it but i support if that happens, Just, I, it, I think it would hit different with okay, all of day, those like... people. I mean, lovely day would be, I mean, but I, but as far as like a, you get Carol King on the piano for the beginning of lean on me. I mean, okay, to fair. me, 
it's just you that is a song that could bring all of the genres together and it's also it's a song that requires you to put your arm around the person next to you yeah as you're true. singing we're looking at a group sway here <laughs> we're looking at a massive group classic sway. 80s hugging song yeah, yeah. we're looking <laughs> there are many that's what friends are for like yeah so many all right so after that, I'm saying, and maybe this is a little premature, but I'm just thinking based on the fact that she won't be there. And yeah, this will this will probably come later, but also I'm trying to- Tina? Tina, yeah. They might I put Tina a little later. later. Yeah, I just, put a little later. I just can't see them putting that in there just in the middle. It just feels too- It's gotta be close to the end, yeah. Big for me. So they've announced who will induct and they've announced who will perform. Oh my God. How come I miss this? Like, I'm yeah. so glad I, that I don't article. know this and I'm very excited. So, <laughs> will I be excited? Is this going to bum me out? You know, my dream. I don't think you will be thrilled. I think the person giving this speech is a good one. Angela Bassett. That is a good one. That's a very good one. And I think, had we brought that up? Mm-hmm, that sure. sounds like something that came up in the episode. I like that. I like it. You know my dreams, but if Beyonce wasn't the number one. Pre- Beyonce would have led the press release. If we had confirmation that Beyonce know. would be there, I would know. I yes. am aware of that. So everything's a disappointment after that for me. <laughs> and I recognize that. And so I'm trying to temper my feelings. But in terms of a speech, Angela Bassett is someone. Oh, Angela Bassett. I love it. Obviously knows the story very mm-hmm. well and is qualified to tell it. I wonder if it's a strange spot for Tina who does not love that movie. That's a good question. Yeah, she does. I don't think she ever saw it. She never saw it. Well, maybe that helps. I don't know. In the documentary, they talk about how she was there at the opening for it. And in the press conference, they asked her what she thought of the movie. And she said she hadn't watched it. She lived it. She didn't need to relive it. Respect that so much, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do think, though, that she had approved of Angela Bassett playing her. And I think she approved of the project. I think she's just so... People just kept asking about it every year. And then she tried a few things to put it to rest which only trying to close that book for decades so there are three artists that are going to be involved in the uh, performance one i had never heard of oh no because uh i guess she comes from the country world and it's a woman named mickey guyton okay she's having a good year mickey guyton um spent much of the mid 2010s trying to like make waves in country she's a black woman and it didn't really happen for her until recently there was this big hoopla about you know who gets to be on the radio in country and she made this song called black like me that like you know talked about the experience of sort of being the other in that community if you think we live in the land of the free you should try And then suddenly there's this rush of love and attention because everyone realizes they screwed up. And so she's just dropped her debut album. That's a good get. You know, I'm seeing some, I'm just checking her out. I don't know her, but I think that's cool. I like Black women in country music. That's a go for me. And also a reference to Tina's country phase that doesn't really get talked about much. No, never. But like, yeah, some of those early solo albums like immediately post Ike, but before the the big '80s comeback, yeah, she made some some country albums, and I'm I'm curious if that's what she will perform. 
that's like a cool choice, but it's also like, I don't think the audience is going to recognize what she's doing. If that is what the but I feel is. like then that would be, that's kind of like the ramp up type thing. It's like almost for sure. Then they're doing some sort of retrospective. It'll be like Mickey Guyton out there doing some, some kind of country ish, like more lower key stuff. Then we like lead into the what's love got to do with it. Private dancer. Era. Potentially, potentially. It's just thinking of it from the perspective of what the audience is thinking to do a song from Tina Turns the Country On, which is that name <laughs> of that album, uh, <laughs> might might be a little confusing. Yeah, I, I like want to see a curtain and a leg kicking out of it. Like, that's what I'm looking for. I want right, that's the recognizable, you know, I want a leg kicking out of a curtain and I want the hair. And I wonder if she will take part in a duet because I feel confident that there will be a duet for a song called It's Only Love. Because that was a duet with Brian Adams, who will be there. Oh my gosh, what? What? In the yeah. damn hell? Why are they doing this to me? This is a personal affront. I have worked so hard to get Tina in solo, and they are doing this to me? How is there room for, for Brian Adams in, in even a 20 There's minute There's no room for Brian Adams Turner. in the audience. There's I don't no room even for him remember at the that table. song. I know, no- it was not a huge song. I think it was a minor hit. It's only love. And here's a little, I did a little sleuthing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brian Adams is very close with John Sykes, the chairman of the Rock Hall. He's the new, whatever that guy from the Jay Giles band was. Who Peter, kept- Wolf. <laughs> Peter Wolf. He's the new Peter Wolf. Jesus. Oh, okay. Great. The fucking nepotism. I mean, I know it. I talk about it. The (laughs) industry insiders, everybody gets to do whatever they want for their stupid friends. <laughs> I'm just so frustrated by that. Is he listed as part of the Tina induction? Yes. No. Yes, ma'am. That's so outrageous. Ew. Like there are just a zillion people who could be one of the three or four people involved. I am yeah. ill. I hate more appropriate. this. And this I- is... <laughs> I know. Right, who else we, we got? We we need some promise. Are you? Are no, you, it's are you, not. Are you You're releasing these third... in a certain way that like will give us maximum promise, or is it the other way around? Like Joe lives to disappoint me. What is it? <laughs> the third artist is Christina Aguilera. Why are they doing this? That is fine. I understand. It doesn't make sense to me. I said I understood, and what I mean is I don't understand that. I've just been trying to, like, catch the logic with respect to Christina, who is a fantastic singer. She's a great singer. But she's not a a Tina Turner type. That The line line from Christina to Tina is just the name. I guess maybe. Their performance style is miles away. Their singing style is miles away. To say nothing of the other obvious differences. <laughs> exactly. You're literally like, why did they? What? Mm. This is one of those we need to try and pull in viewers kind of things. Like, let's go. <laughs> is, is that? This? But at this point, is that is Christina Aguilera's involvement even pulling in any viewers? I'm so mad right now. Well, you know, she's. I think she's got a record coming out. She just. Uh, she dropped a single, or she's teasing <sighs> a single that I think 
releases maybe the end of the week or something yeah so christina's in a promo cycle and this is probably a good place to turn some press cycles that's fascinating for my personal favorite and cause i mean the thought that it took so long for tina to get in solo and they just do her like this these three names i <laughs> i am so frustrated we have with one this. more chance for for this to work out well, I mean, <laughs> there's a surprise factor with Mickey Guyton, I suppose, for you. Yeah, yeah, that's nice, I guess. That needs, she needs to be like the stepping stone. It's like that Emmylou Harris induction where- The Linda Ronstadt. The Linda Ronstadt, sorry, with Emily, where you start with Carrie Underwood is going to be part of it, but then you have fun. You write, like you bring out you the legends, you build to, to the it. legends if you're going to have multiple performers doing a tribute. I just think of how some of the tribute performances have been so, like Lauren Hill, doing the tribute performance for Nina Simone. These were like exciting and meaningful. Mm -hmm. And this feels so stupid to put, I almost forgot, I like put Brian Adams down for a second to just be mad about Christina. But then if I have to pick <laughs> that up too, and so I've got Brian Adams and Christina Aguilera are two thirds of a three, per, and then the third is this so that's all they've announced there's i mean there's always potential for additional names that we don't know <laughs> for tina but those are the ones they've i swear to god listen beyonce is full of beyonce, surprises <laughs> if you're if, listening beyonce if you're listening beyonce she, she's out there doing her tiffany campaign i really i oh no God. Christina got on there. That's so wild. <laughs> yeah, Christina. Is it every year? Because I, I don't watch every year, to be honest. But, I you know, I watch the performances that I love. Is there often just like, is it just regular music industry? Like someone's selling something. Now let's get them kind of thing. Because that's, it's just giving me that right now. Like Dr. Dre is there because like he's working up to the Super Bowl. Like the logic is a little. It's not, I've, I've never been this calendar, transparent in my opinion. Although, I mean, like, what is Brian Adams doing? What's he going to do? Is he going to do the Brian reunion? Adams coming the out Robin with new Hood, music or something? What's the, uh, the Robin what's Hood soundtrack 25th like? anniversary I mean, uh, re-release? This is so, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Like you said, the transparency. I'm just so of it salty. I'm very is, right now. I hate this. This is the first ceremony that John Sykes is in charge of, I guess, technically under his reign because he came into power before the 2020 ceremony which was not a live one so oh excuse me you know what there is a fourth name i forgot which i think will make you feel a little bit better good luck her i like that that's who i was hoping for when you were saying newer people but i'm still don't even like it that much none of this makes sense as far as like, <laughs> you know, a like Tina good, tribute. it's like good for her like she i'm sorry i love the the strange uh, pronoun possibilities of having yes. to say she and her in the same um <laughs> I, I like that you know at least her is her is see is, yeah. is someone who plays rock music and, and r&b at the same time and so there's like there's a thought there but like we needed more closers. We needed closers. Right. Like, we needed closers. This would be a job for Janelle. <laughs> this would be yeah. a job for Janelle. This is a job for Beyonce. Without Literally. a doubt, like, <laughs> I'm so mad right now just because to me, the thought of Beyonce doing a Tina tribute makes me 
so like I, it brings tears to my eyes. The thought of it, <laughs> it would make me so happy. I'm actually tearing up talking about it, but like, because it is so clear in Beyonce's style in her presence is she is just such a direct descendant of Tina Turner for her husband to be getting inducted. Maybe she'll be in the building. Then, then you put fucking Christina Aguilera and Brian Adams up on the stage in her name. I don't even want Beyonce to see them. <laughs> I don't want her to see that. She shouldn't have to see this. Don't subject her to that. Um, and, you know, she did do a tribute for Tina at the Kennedy Center Honors 16 years ago. Some might say the better honors. <laughs> they seem to have it figured out. But yeah, I forgot her. Her, it will be involved. Her is? Her, yeah, her is involved. They're definitely going to do What's Only Love because Brian Adams is there. They're definitely going to do What's Love Got to Do With It. They can't not do that. And then it's like, will they do the best? Will they do Private Dancer? I feel like there's... uh, Yeah, I could hear Christina singing Private Dancer. I could hear her vocal power on that would be nice. If there was like a really like vocal workout kind of song, I could Mm -hmm. kind of get it. Yeah. Still though, like... I can now hear Christina's voice, her vocal power under like a Private Dancer or a What's Love Got to Do With It. I now want her to do Simply the Best because you mentioned it. (laughs) Well, I mean, speaking of Beyonce, there has been... Beyonce? Is that not how we say it? You said, speaking of Beyonce. Oh, say, bae. Beyonce's fiance? Yeah, (laughs) speaking of Beyonce's fiance, there's been nothing announced about Jay-Z. Oh, no. It's not going to happen. Uh... (laughs) Do you think that means, like, they are trying to land... I think anytime we have... or President Barack Obama? (laughs) I think any time that we have hoped that the hall could extend its reach beyond its means, we have been sorely disappointed. Anytime, I have no faith in the hall's ability to do a big old giant, big name surprise, no. Because once again, they need a Jay-Z more than a Jay-Z needs the hall. And so if they had him, or if they even were close to having him, it would be wrapped up. There's no way if he was coming, it's just, it's over. But you know who could maybe get him to to go is uh, Clarence Avon. <laughs> seems like he oh, can make yeah. seems like he can make anything happen. Maybe if Clarence, that's who they should have had book the damn ceremony. Is <laughs> fucking Clarence Avon. He'd have everybody there and getting along. I just you know it's it's funny. I think about Tina and Clarence Avon and, and Jay Z. I don't know. I feel like Obama could show up. <laughs> I know that's crazy, but I, I just feel like, I don't know. I've been watching stuff like Dave Grohl performed band on the run for Paul McCartney at the Gershwin awards. And Obama is like sitting next to Paul McCartney. I don't know. It's just like, there's so, he has so many connections to so many people, but at any rate, I know that's not happening. But it's he, not I, happening. We I just have keep got watching, to give up. I just Do keep not. watching videos and I'm like, there's Obama again. Why does he why does he have a connection to like every inductee this year? I would rather not even entertain the thought that mm-hmm. they will be there and then have my mind actually blown than even think about it because it's truly not gonna happen. If they can't get Mark Knopfler to attend <laughs> his own induction, yeah. they're not, it's not <laughs> happening. <sighs> Man, I'm I oof. This is all right. So they have not announced anything about the early influence inductees either. Charlie Patton, Gil Scott Heron, Kraftwerk. There has been no announcement, which makes me wonder if there will be any type of live component at all. Will they even get their own 
packages. I hope they will, but are they going to be like mini little packages sprinkled throughout? I don't know. I think it would be cool for any of those artists, for all of them really, to have a performance. Nothing has been announced. Maybe it's just not a nice, shiny press release type announcement for what they're planning for these artists. Who's to say? But nothing announced as of yet. I just want to watch a craftwork package. I would enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's so many cool things about what they've done visually. At a certain point, they stopped doing publicity and would send robots to do interviews. Like there's a lot of like funny <laughs> skit that they did. My prediction is that they're gonna do one early influence package together. I don't think they're gonna do three separates. I think they're gonna be like. And here's our early influence inductees. And then they'll be like, here's like three minutes on Gil Scott Heron. Here's three minutes on Crafty. Here's three minutes on who was the other person on the... Charlie Patton. Charlie Charlie Patton. Patton. Yeah, if that, I mean, like, I could see it being like two minutes a piece and they knock it all out in six minutes, which would Yeah, I think it's going to be, it's absolutely my prediction. I would love to be wrong, but I'm not, (laughs) unfortunately. We'll see. Maybe I am. I'm not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see, like, I know when we talked about Charlie Patton, we talked about Gary Clark Jr. and and John Fogarty as as dudes who show up at the hall a lot who have some connection to Charlie Patton. There's any number of rappers who could be involved for Gil Scott Heron or even Kraftwerk. But Kraftwerk, it would be, you know, cool if it was Daft Punk or Devo or even... Depeche Mode or Nine Inch Nails. Could be a lot of people, probably going to be nobody. Yep. (laughs) Going to be two minutes of footage of them throughout their careers and a thank you very much. It seems like we're setting ourselves up. We're setting the bar very low. (laughs) One, based on experience, but then also, you know, we don't want to get our hopes up, especially since we're attending. It's Cleveland and it's the Rock Hall. I think that this is like a double hard one because... You know, it's a bit of a who cares, some (laughs) might say. Yeah, I just, I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was like, you know, like, will Janet perform that vibe of like, will will there be, will Radiohead perform? Like anytime I have thought or hoped that, that there would be like a fun surprise that we weren't expecting. Has there been a fun surprise ever that was good? Fun? (laughs) Yeah. Like a fun one, like one where it's like, wow, we weren't, we didn't think that would happen. How great. It's usually I don't a, think a disappointing knew, surprise. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think people knew that Prince was going to be a part of the George Harrison tribute, but that was 17 years ago. I was thinking about that as well. And then I was like, I can't think of a second thing. So I shut up. <laughs> yeah. That, well, exactly. And that's a legendary thing that happened 16 years ago that we're still like, wow, see, the Rock Hall can do something cool one time by accident and only because this legendary person wanted to do it. Yeah. Surprises. I mean, like, it's not cool, but we did not know Don Henley was going to come out and do it with Stevie Nicks. But it was like, that's maybe a little underwhelming if we're talking about like really cool surprises. Oh, man. Yeah. So you're probably right. I mean, there's the musical excellence category. Now, we talked about LL. And as we predicted in all the promos for the induction they are treating ll like he's being inducted a regular style but we also have billy preston and randy rhodes inducted in this category and there has been no acknowledgement of what their induction is going to look like if they're going to have inductors if there's going to be performances since there's been no announcement it makes me think probably not and they'll have mccartney on site and nothing for bp not that it matters to him. He's not here to enjoy it, unfortunately. We'll get to that later. And I, I've brought it up before what I think the jam might be, which might be a tip of the hat to Billy Preston. But, you know, with Randy Rhodes, you could have 
Tom Morello, Tom Morello or, or, or yeah. Zach Wild or Ozzy, you know, you can have Ozzy there performing one of the, you know, Blizzard of Oz songs with some dudes, uh, any number of great guitarists just shredding it out. I don't know if we'll get Ozzy. <laughs> when was the last time? Does Ozzy, is he still out there performing? I thought that I was under the impression that I wouldn't be expecting to see Ozzy anymore. Why do I feel that way? Hmm. Does he have a health problem? I mean, have you heard him talk? <laughs> <laughs> no, he... no. Ah, uh, yes, it's, it's health stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, we've been getting sort of strange health updates about him. I don't want to say he retired, but I feel like... Yeah, I don't see Ozzy there. I think Tom will be in town. Maybe he'll do a John Mayer type speech where he brings his guitar up and talks about the different... Uh, cool techniques and licks and techniques that he learned from listening to randy Rhodes. that'd be neat i think instead he'll just be heavily featured in the package yeah Uh, and then billy preston he played with so many people he played with the stones he played with the beatles thinking of contemporary people who could do like a billy preston tribute i know we talked about john legend we talked about john baptiste but not looking good for a, a performance man i'm so bumming right now but we have time for brian adams exactly <laughs> the jay-z tina one-two punch is really it's it's got me on the floor I'm really well should we talk about carol king yeah let's talk about carol king someone who's gonna, gonna be, be there. there someone who's gonna perform yeah someone who's presumably got a good person on hand for him <laughs> yeah so yeah. Carol, carol king is going to be inducted by taylor swift cute like it it's cute that's I think it's nice and we like it yeah i mean carol made the speech for when taylor was the ama artist of the decade so there is a little bit of a tit for tat there. Taylor has never been involved, if you can believe it, with a rock hall ceremony. It's probably around time for her to start playing the game. If she's doing the long game, trying to get in herself in 15 years. So this is this is cool. Uh, it is being reported that she will also perform with Carol. That's going to do some good things for them both, I think. I think especially for Carol, but that's nice. It makes sense. It's cute. It's sweet. Is it enough to pick me up off the floor? I don't know. I'm sitting up at least <laughs> that's not the only performer with carol Ooh, king though okay am i going to be happy i no. would say oh. that i am not thrilled by this on a very nitpicky level because oh, carol king is finally being inducted as a performer and to have these guest performers it just takes me to a place of like are we just honoring her songwriting again. The other performer is going to be Jennifer Hudson, AKA AKA Aretha. Yes. That's Uh, a, this is a, I was like, I was like, why? And then you explained it. Jennifer, huh? (laughs) Is how I was feeling. Huh? Jennifer Hudson? I mean, she's obviously playing, she's going to play Aretha at the, at the ceremony, which. Yes. I mean, she's been singing that song everywhere. You know, natural woman. Yeah. I think that's a given. And it's like it's kind of not what the what the and also the movie didn't Carol... do well and it's is already out and it didn't do that well and this is a weird I don't like it put it's it back fine. in theaters yeah exactly I'm like is that what we're trying to do we're having to re-release over here I don't get it it's gonna be available on HBO Max maybe that'll it's the tie-in with the thing we'll probably find that out <laughs> yeah right yeah well the, the next day but if jennifer hudson is, is singing <laughs> you make me feel like a natural woman it, it's about carol king's songwriting it's not about her performance anymore which i think 
you know, that was the whole point of this thing. Now, I know Carol and Jennifer Hudson wrote a new song for that Aretha biopic for the soundtrack. Do not perform it. Do not. Do not. If you are listening to me right now, do not. I'm putting out an ultimatum. We know that Beyonce is listening and she probably has J-Hood's number. Beyonce, please relay the message. Please, for crying out loud, do not do this. Likely, the best we're going to get is... Carol singing Natural Woman and then like with Jennifer, like they go back and forth. So we get a little bit of Carol singing it as well. And it'll be nice. They'll harmonize. It sounds fine. I don't like hate it. It's just like such a cynical move. It just feels, it's not that bad. I'm from Chicago. I think Jennifer Hudson is good, but she's also too ubiquitous in a lot of ways. It's like almost she's become... She's got kind of that Alicia Keys thing. She's the industry, I hesitate to say tool, but. uh, (laughs) How's this though? You've got a friend for the jam. Yeah. That's corny enough. Yeah. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Or or some some kind of a duet situation. It's happening, yeah. I feel like. Well, I think nothing will ever top the Kennedy Center jam where they played uh, I Feel the Earth Move. And because George Lucas was also not, oh, he was yeah. honored that year. You just had R2D2 with C3PO dancing while everybody was singing, just dancing behind them. One of the great uh, moments of a culture, if you ask me. Literally, Aretha was there singing and james taylor was there and like in between them was r2d2 just like spitting around as soon as we're done i'm pulling that up oh yeah i feel like i remember it but we we tweeted it out and uh people shared it a lot because that clip did numbers if you will absolutely Um, (laughs) so i think so far away and maybe i feel the earth move make sense as songs that they could play and like you make me feel like a natural woman i feel like corny you got a friend duet totally on the table yeah hey maybe james taylor is a surprise <laughs> great what a that. big giant surprise that would, be a, that would be a cool surprise it james would be Taylor's nice great. i would smile that's it that's the most you're gonna get out of me from a james taylor surprise is a smile exactly <laughs> i'm not gonna rush to my feet there is no spontaneous I love you're judging it. this on whether we will get up from a prostrate position or not yeah. during the show. <laughs> we'll yeah, get I'm, out of bed during this. Yeah, no. I'm I I was sitting up off the floor and now I'm kind of back at a, I'm at like a 45 degree <laughs> angle. There's a cushion below me. I'm yeah. not straight up flat on the floor anymore, but I have not gotten to my feet. And that takes us to our headliners, the Foo Fighters who are being inducted by Sir Paul McCartney. And now I'm still on the floor. <laughs> it makes sense. Like they've played together. Well, this is such a big we talked about this in our last episode of like who needs the hall versus who the hall needs. And This in to Joe's point in our last episode, it legitimizes their first year eligible induction by being inducted by a beetle, ostensibly kind of like the reason the rock hall was invented was to induct the Beatles in all shapes and forms. And also giving a two time nominee a two-time nominee. Exactly. Double inductee, doubly inducting what someone. What Dave Grohl did after Nirvana is not dissimilar to what Paul McCartney did after the Beatles. Make an album entirely by yourself. It's funny you should mention it because when I spoke to David recently, I compared him to Harrison. Um, I thought it was all things was past, but a lot of the Beatles did that. Yes, but that's that's a good point because Dave was compiling music that he was uh, afraid to share with, you know, one of the great songwriters of all time. 
not dissimilar to George Harrison with John and Paul, although I believe John and Paul were a little more dismissive, probably, and rude to what George Harrison was trying to put out there. All Things Must Pass as a song. There is tracks of that that you can find. You know, I know the, there's this big Let It Be release where they are practicing the song All Things Must Pass. Great song. And then it ended up being a George Harrison solo. And then they passed on it. And then they did pass. All Things Must. On Foo Fighters lore, Kurt heard some of those songs. I, I didn't know that. I learned that this fall. Wow. I asked Dave a million questions. And he said about the raw call that he's not stressing it because it is too freaky of a thing to, to think about. Perfect answer. He, he, it's a perfect answer. It's a perfect, yeah. it's, it is such a Dave Grohl answer. It's why Here's Dave the Grohl call. Is... I know the 15 things that I have to do today and sitting around and thinking about the rock hall ain't one of them, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is, you know, not, not to be like dismissive, but like to be like, I physically cannot handle like that process. Um, but yeah, like, He's super honored, but at the same time, he's a punk like from the 80s, and that was not a thing to them. They didn't care about that. And so it wasn't a factor until like Kurt got in, and then he was happy that Kurt got in. I asked him what his favorite Grammy was, and he said it was the one that he got with McCartney. So that's a uh, good lore for this. Uh, sure. This Paul doing the uh, doing the rock hall with him. Thing. You think they're going to play Cut Me Some Slack? <laughs> <laughs> what is that cut me some so it, that kind of was born <laughs> that was kind of born out of the sound city documentary that dave Grohl did where he went back to this legendary studio that nevermind was recorded in that rumors was recorded in a lot of classic and it's in los angeles i think it's in the valley yes part of it was inviting some artists into the studio to record new songs with them. And he, it was him and Chris Novoselic and Pat Smear with Paul McCartney. And they wrote and recorded this song called Cut Me Some Slack. which they like debuted at the Grammys and they ended up winning a Grammy. I would say not a, not a terrible song, especially if I'm comparing it to Paul McCartney's recent output. But also not like what you expect when you hear the Beatles times Nirvana. Like it's too much hype, but it was solid. Yeah, that makes sense. The reason I say that that is such a perfect Dave Grohl quote is it's just the right amount of like humility. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yes. like, whoa, I wasn't even trying. I, it's like, I can't even believe this is happening to me, even it's though I've brand. literally been <laughs> involved heavily with the Rock Hall for the past five years, inextricably linked to them, <laughs> even though I am on the nominating committee. He's just, uh, he just released a, a memoir. And it's so funny, like y you watch him go from being unknown and playing, you know, these rooms where he wasn't making any money to meeting presidents and, and meeting all of his heroes and going out to dinner with ACDC and stuff. And still, he's got the, the disbelief. And I like that about him. Well, it's also, you have to wonder how, I mean, this is maybe me with my cynical takes 24 seven, but like, I do, I don't think that he's aw shucks. I can't believe that I know all these legends. I'm sure that he is to some degree, but it, I do think that that's part of his brand is to say like, I'm still just a punk kid who can't believe how lucky he got. <laughs> Gee, you know, you know I, I tried to break him out of that. When we talked, I asked him about Did some, some, succeed? some fascinating, <laughs> I got some, I got a good couple quips, but out of the two and a half hours that we talked, he was maybe like a crumb of arrogance, maybe twice or three times. And it was 
the stuff that mostly was deserved. Here's the thing. I don't think it's a bad brand. I think it's good to have a brand, know your brand, stick to it. I guess it's 2021. Everyone's a brand or <laughs> it's something. It's a better brand than asshole. Exactly. Yeah. It's a much better brand <laughs> than Which asshole. Which is one it's, that most people choose, it seems, when they get he rich. He chose lovable, fun, rock uncle. But he's like the mascot of rock and roll right now. Yes. Like, I feel like he's accepting that mantle from whoever I would say had it last. Yeah. I mean, like, it feels like it's been him for a long time. Yeah. I think it's been him for a long time. I don't even know if it was a thing before because it's almost <laughs> like a mantle that because well, Rock didn't need a mascot. Because Rock didn't need a mascot. Exactly. Now Rock needs like somebody. Uh, uh, yeah, he's we, applying we himself as a documentarian. Also, like the Sonic Highway series, you know, the, the Foo Fighters like short uh, documentary. He's mm-hmm. like, by the way, I'm sitting on hundreds of hours of interviews with legends from all over music, and I should do something with that. So like, he's not only the mascot and a participant but also like a historian in it. Exactly. Like a curator. Yeah. He's very, and <laughs> he, curator, uh, it's yeah. like he's participating in it while also documenting it. It's like a very strange position to be in. And he's kind of the only guy who is in it. And can do it, has the credibility, mm-hmm. uh, has the access has the enthusiasm. It's really a perfect storm that allows and he gets him good interviews out of those people because of that. Yeah. They're, they're comfortable talking to someone who they feel as though has been through the mill and it gets like maybe better stuff than someone who didn't have that kind of access to it. It's a strange position. You're right. And he's using it for good. We get these documentaries and you know, we, we get this access and he shares it with us. You know, like you said, he has all that footage that he has left on the cutting room floor. I'm sure that is very interesting. And it's like, there's gotta be a, a at the very least a book or something of like these un- cut interviews because I'm, I'm sure it's uh, fascinating you know that books are not made of movies right joe <laughs> it's called transcription it's yeah. called transcription oh, yeah, it's everyone funny loves a it transcribed it's like a video it's a fucking of, cash of, of grab music? wait a transcribed a transcription of of a of, of an, an interview inter- of yeah an interview it happens about music of with music you all laugh <laughs> parentheses laugh. plays on the guitar for a He's little not bit interviewing in people. italics don't act um, like an interview. To, the best part to, of an to, interview. To Joe's point, he said that he was thinking about maybe making it a book. Um, he oh. said that he talked to Muddy Waters <laughs> for I an hour. Not out of the hundreds of hours of footage that he has from Sonic Highway. I, I, I couldn't figure it out, but that seemed to be what he was implying. So yeah, I think that, that don't be surprised if you see Dave Grohl like pop out with just like 50 hours of archival footage of rock legends in a book form uh (laughs) no sorry i i'll leave it i am just laugh you call me mad i am telling you that there will be a book it's not that i don't think there will be a book i don't think it will be of the archival footage the excess archival yeah you want you want what a 70 hour movie get real (laughs) i would i would watch bits and pieces of that for the next 20 years put it on in the background let's go i would never finish it but it'd be nice (laughs) here's what i want to say is that i am jealous that he can say something like i have 15 things to do today and one of them is not think about the rock hall i i wish i could say that exactly i had five things to do today and one of them went up in smoke so like (laughs) (laughs) i respect it (laughs) so uh, what do we think the the foo fighters what what is their set gonna be they have to play ever long they're gonna play ever long times like these i'll stick around Mm. Well, here's the thing. It's it, I was trying to do this, especially trying to s- stay to three. It's hard. It's hard to do. Everlong is the only one that I think is like for sure. For sure. Then I'm like, do you do all my life? 
I like that song. You know how I feel about that one. That one reminded me that I like the Foo Fighters. Maybe you do the best of you. Best of know. you is a big one. That is the one I do not like. Not even by Prince. Here's the thing. It just that's not my favorite Foo Fighters song. I understand it's very popular and many people <laughs> like it. If you are to kind of acknowledge the beginning, this is a call is the first track, first single, first album. And a good kind of opener. Right. Or you save time but by doing Big Me, which is only two minutes long. Yeah, it's true. You you can you can sneak in another one. I mean, it's like learn to fly. Learn to fly is a big one too. It's just like yeah. the, the fact that it's hard to figure out what the exact set. Will Do you think be. they'll get a longer set? Maybe four, five, maybe four songs. But the thing is, they will also be the foundation for the jam, and that's how it kind of mm. works with the headliner. Is who whatever band is up there last you add to them as opposed to like clearing the stage and rebuilding for the jam. So they will be the foundation for the jam. And I've, I've said this a few times already on the show, and this is the nod to Billy Preston, probably the only nod he's going to get given that Paul McCartney is there. I think you do get back. I mean, that's a jam of a song. Yeah. It's the type of song that is easy to play. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone can kind of, everyone can do the chorus and different people can get different verses. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The, that's a song that has like its its own like distinct. Well, this is where we learn who knows all the words. <laughs> and then you can just see everybody do the chorus because it's so easy. Get back, get back, get back to where you once belong. We get LL out there. You can <laughs> I also, always wonder you can about. Rap, yeah. You can rap over it. it. It's like the type of song that is like, I think we've seen that once I before. I would at the not Rock like Hall. to see that. I don't will think. Will Jay-Z attempt to sing? <laughs> L, I think LL, LL will come out. to Cali? <laughs> I wish that would be so amazing. I'm Literally getting, getting like a record back, scratch. Back. <laughs> Get back. And then it just turns into oh my God. See, this is why they don't let me plan. Ew, what if there is a mashup this year? <laughs> there won't be. There know, won't I be. Just... I wish. Because it would be too interesting. They could that never. has happened once. That has happened once in terms of hip hop artists rapping over the jam. It happened in 2013. Was it Public Enemy? Yeah, it was Public Enemy. And they did Crossroads. By Bone Thugs and Harmony? The Crossroads, the like famously recorded by Cream, but you know, like the Robert Johnson song, you know, so it's, now I went down to the Crossroads. And so it was like Rush and Dave Grohl and Hart and Chris Cornell, and then Chuck D (laughs) with Daryl McDaniels. Just going back and forth, rapping over it. And, you know, it's interesting. You, that's that's the appeal of the rock hall, as I always say, you to, for those types of moments. I think Get Back is a good call for this. I think it would be better than Lean On Me. I think Lean On Me would be a bit corny in particular. Uh, I think it's maybe ascended into corniness. I think it started there and stayed there. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a song about just being nice and helping each other. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's a little too sincere, maybe. Uh, so yeah, I guess. I and also get back. What are you gonna do? You're not gonna you know put him up on stage. Come on, you got Paul McCartney. Then? Yeah, it feels like McCartney's got to lead the charge because then you know, and that's the big this is the big problem with the jam. Nobody wants to stick around. But if Paul McCartney is leading the jam, everybody's going to stay there and you could get something cool. And also, I'll stick around. That means they're going to play. I'll stick around. It's uh, (laughs) it's all happening. You know, my question is, where does T-Swift fall in on on Get Back? You think they give her a verse? You give her a verse? Because who do you give a verse to, right? Obviously, Paul gets one. I think Dave gets one. Carol? Carol and like Belinda? Belinda? (laughs) 
Maybe Carol and Belinda do one in harmony. I don't That's know. Fun. I'm thinking about <laughs> it. They'll never do anything that I want. So it's just, I've got to give up. I've got to give up my lofty dreams of fun and exciting jams happening. You're all in on <laughs> the jams. You, you, you guys have a, a whole rock hall podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, uh, like, I regret it. Oh, God. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Especially hearing how they did. My people, my most exciting inductees. <sighs> Surprises still in store. Justice for Tina before I even see it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's happening. We are going to be there as of when this drops. It's going to be tomorrow. And then tonight we have our live show at Hilarities at 7 p.m. We're going to be doing a lot of crazy wild things. Craig, any final thoughts on this ceremony on what could happen on just, I know you talked to Dave, if there's anything left to discuss about Dave Grohl, whatever, go off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm happy that the Rock Hall is getting a little bit smarter about who gets in, even though from this discussion, I'm not necessarily more excited than I was when I woke up about, <laughs> about <the> <laughs> my interest has withered slowly over this the course of this conversation <laughs> yeah no uh it, Dave is fun um he's gonna put on a good show that's what he does and I hope we get to see him play some drums it's gonna be fun you know what I think I'm gonna really be excited to see the I, you know I have been accused of being a hater and I have cleared it up as many times as I possibly can. I am sure that I'm going to have an amazing time during the Foo Fighters set. I'm sure I'm going to turn to Joe at one point and be like, this absolutely rocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm going to give a big thumbs up. He's going to give a big thumbs up. He's going to make a recording of it and put it out there on the internet of, of me enjoying the Foo Fighters. I enjoy <laughs> the Foo Fighters. I think everyone does, but like when it comes time to really be like, was this great? than like the herd fins <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure i support them yeah <laughs> they're gonna do great uh well w when this when this podcast drops i believe your uh conversation with dave Grohl will be available to read on vulture vulture.com pull up yeah <laughs> and uh anything <laughs> else you would like to promote even if it's just your social media i mean you can find me at craig sj on twitter perennially through the night 16 to 20 hours a day <laughs> that's about it <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time talking. Thanks for you. having me. And yes. next time, uh, next time the ceremony is in New York, uh, I think we're going to force you to to join us. Yes. Listen, uh, I, I can be talked into going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I feel like last time it was like I, there was like a conversation about going. I kind of just didn't do it. I could have. The last time it was New York was a good one. Cure Roxy music. Oh, I screwed that up. Then. It was five hours long, though. I will yeah. I will also say it was five hours long and Janet Jackson did not perform. So that's those are my notes. That would have fried me. Yeah. I think I've seen her. It was great. Yeah. Those are my notes from, from, that, <laughs> from that year. Those are my notes. Well, um, next time we, we looked we look to the future and our listeners know they can follow us at RockallPod on Twitter and Instagram. RockallPod at gmail.com is the email address. If you want Kristen to see your message, you need to designate that somewhere in there. Otherwise, she doesn't want to read it and I'm not going to forward it. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts podcast rate and review us five stars only nothing less than five stars unless you're mean and we do we do so much work for you 
and we ask for very little, just a five-star review and write something nice. You actually don't have to write anything nice. Just do the five stars and then, you know, random letters. That's fine. I'll, I'll accept <laughs> it. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Future Rock Legends for making a podcast like this possible. Thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the rock hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.